Can you imagine if you only had half as much stuff to do as you do right now, as you'll do on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday? Half the stuff in the house. Now that's what I'm talking about. All right, so here's the question for you. It's a simple question. How would you like to have more time to do stuff you enjoy? I mean, just hypothetically, let's say that you, you're you just busy as hell because you are. Let's face it, I understand you. I've been where you are right now. It's Saturday. You're thinking about all the crap you have to do. There's still a bunch of crap you have to do on Saturdays because that's how it goes, right? How would it feel if you didn't have to do twice as much when you're at home? How, would you, how do you think your partner would feel if she woke up or he woke up and they're like, Oh, wow, you did half of it already? Wow, thanks, babe. Gets all excited, maybe says, all right, well, then I'll do my half, too, and then we'll be done twice as fast. And it won't be twice as, it'll be half as difficult. That's what the power of two does. Think about it. Think about it. What happens when you're, it doesn't matter what the relationship is, when you get together as a group and a decision is made and, and, and a direction is set, what do you suppose happens? How great does it get? It gets really good. All of a sudden, you're like, well, this isn't so bad. And maybe you're listening to a podcast or you're talking to each other, bantering back and forth, kind of being friends, you know, kind of like you used to be when life was fun, when you had some time for that. Can you imagine Saturday morning? Here you are, the house is a mess, and all of a sudden, someone says, hey, let's be a good team. And you tell the kids, you do this, and we're going to get this done, and then we're going to have some fun. I like taking care of the people around me. I, I really do. I, I love contributing to my wife's success. I mean, face it, that, that person is all you have, really, in the end, right? You might as well get to know them, start liking them, start doing things for them so they like you, start being considerate of their, I mean, aware of their value, right? Because that's really what it comes down to. I mean, you can tell what people value because what they value, they take care of. Right, I got my, my workstations all set up right here where I'm at. Why? Because I value it. My wife, she is exactly where she can she needs to be as far as I'm concerned. I'm, she tells me, hey, listen, I need this. I'm like, oh, well, sure, 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 I got that. Yeah, we can, yeah I can do that. And I think, why the hell not? Because you know what? When I say, hey, honey, can you? She goes, sure. I'll do that, yeah. And then, of course, there's not there's a lot of stuff that happens when you use the power of two, and that is, it doesn't matter whether you are in love with them right now. Maybe you're not really liking them that much. That happens. But that doesn't mean you have to shoot your own self in the foot, right? You don't have to shoot your own foot because of it. You can still, you can still agree to be efficient. And you don't want to know the cool part about that. Here's what's really cool about that. What do you suppose is going to happen to your interactions, not only when you're working together, but just in general, when you realize that person is working for you as much as they are themselves? They're trying to, then they're part of a common goal. What happens when people work together? It builds a bond, a connection, get comfortable working for it, being it, going after it. Hey, you got that? Yeah. Hey, yeah, mama. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, just, you just head on home. I'll stop by the grocery store. I got the list. Send me anything else you think you need when you get there. Oh, you need wine? Yeah, I got that too. Let's load the kids up. Yeah, you got the kids in the... All right, I'll meet you at the lake. 
We can go for a walk after supper. In fact, we can have a, we can actually just, yeah, I mean, if you really want to rock it, we can just, you can just like have a park dinner, a little picnic, it's okay. If you're wondering where I come up with the authority to, to say this, I mean, you're like, well, how the hell does he know? He don't have a dog. He's not a, he not a damn professor or nothing. Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not on a high school dropout who got a GED. And, of course, that's the big thing I did. But the other big thing I did was I've spent 43 years with my, my best friend. Now, honest, she wasn't always my best friend. She was. There were times when she was like, oh, my God. Couldn't stand each other. The only reason we're together is because when that happened, it was at different times. In other words, I was madly in love with her when she's over there trying to get out from under me, just, just pushing as hard as she can. I'm hanging on like a kid sitting on his daddy's leg, right? Ah! And then, of course, she came around, and about the time she came around, I'm like, Psh. Her voice was like the sound of nails on a chalkboard. Uh, now, the funny thing about this, and this is why this conversation is so important, we, it's funny what we can come up with when we spend a little bit of time thinking about it. I'm not talking about days and days like I do, because my mind is, at a, is, is buzzing with trying to figure out the things I'm doing, trying to be better at life, making sure I understand it. And, and of course, this, this helps, right? I'm thinking about it. I get, my, my relationship is better just because I'm actually reminding myself, hey, listen, be, be nice to her, be kind to her, do more for her. The image I, that pops into my head when I think about my role as a husband is like, is like Prince Charming. I mean, I'm there, and of course she just can't get enough of me because I just I treat her so well and I do so much for her. Can you imagine how much good energy would come from your relationship if the focus of it was to help each other in life because that's really i mean when you think about you know until death do us part that's really what we're talking about right we're talking about two people basically saying hey listen um yeah it might make it rough and i probably won't like you a lot but i got guess what here's what we're going to do we're going to work together and like a corporation if we have to if there ain't any love there we'll figure that out but at least we got to be efficient we got to utilize our our power so that it's easier for both of us because that's when you want i mean when you want to hang out with someone you want to wait hang out with someone that makes your life easier they want to hang out with someone where you have to do everything for them they're like a fourth kid they're just 35 years old and all they do is sit around and drink beer right they're as bad as they don't they leave their shit any everywhere and you're trying to get out from under it right oh am i being mean but of course you know that but that's the reality right that is the reality we face. How do you, when you sit back right now on this Saturday, take a look at how good of a partner, how good of a team you're, you and your partner are. How are you, Ross, rocking it? I mean, are you like, I don't know why you're freaking telling me this. I know this. I mean, we've been doing this for years. Cool. Turn this shit off and go do it. Right? I mean, that's that's the that's the thing I'm saying. Yeah, hell yeah, that's good. Good, good news. Let's go ahead and rock and roll this thing. But on the other side of it, if you're not, if it feels like you're fighting against each other, you're always arguing. You know why you're always arguing? You know why we argue and why we always argue, people argue? It's because you don't ever figure out the problem. We don't ever find a solution to the thing we argue about. Think about it. If you, if you look back at your, look back at your relationship, what do you see? 
it's usually about the same few things, right? You argue about it, and it, it turns into a fight, and then feelings get hurt, and maybe someone cries, and then, of course, you get back on track, and you kiss and make up and say sorry, and then, and then you go about your business, and then that ugly thing appears again, and then, of course, you're back in the pit. And it just kind of runs like that, right? The reason it keeps running is because we don't know how to work as a team to resolve it. What do you suppose would happen if the next time things start going that way, you had a rule? And the rule was simple, and you both agreed to it, and it was said before you started the conversation. And that is, hey, when I want to stop, I just say stop, and then I'm going to go do, go my, read my book, and, and that way we don't get upset, and, and we can start easing into this with some rules. Right? And why are, they, why are the rules so important? Because rules make the situation safe, right? I mean... I mean, let's face it, if you follow the rule that says if I say stop, we stop, and if you say stop, we stop, right? Then all of a sudden, if I start getting uncomfortable or scared, because that's usually what happens, right? Someone gets to be bullying, and you say stop, what's there at risk? There's nothing at risk. Oh, all right, I promise, and of course, it'll be hard at first, because it always is. New things are always hard at first. But once you see how good it works, once you figure it out and you get used to saying that, and, and, and your partner says, you know, I love you enough, I'm going to accept that. You don't really want to cry today, do you? And you say, no, I don't think I want to cry today. Oh, okay. All right, then uh, let's, let's just go about our day. So what do you want to do? I mean, and what, here's the, the, what's funny about the whole conversation. This whole conversation is centered around what we can believe, what we believe, Right? Quantum physics says, you know, you can become anything you imagine, and anything you can imagine can become reality. And no, I say, I used to think, well, you know, just stare at the stars and wish you could move them, or stare at the sky and wish you could control the weather, and it just happened. No, that's not how quantum physics works. What it is is that once you attain that idea and you start that movement in that direction, guess what happens? Eventually, the pieces of the puzzle, the universe will deliver to you pieces of the puzzle that make that happen. Not overnight, of course not. And of course, it's proven out. Look at the world. The Wright brothers, they started with whatever they started with, and then we end up having supersonic jets. Yeah. What's that have? All that, what's that have to do with me? Are you thinking that? Are you thinking that? Well, the truth is, if you want to rock and roll your life, the best way to do it is to build a team around that, that that makes it happen and makes it easy as possible for everyone in that in that in on that team to enjoy the benefits of all of the things you do, right? If you've listened to me, the conversation is simple. You're doing you're gonna interact with your partner in some way today. Good or bad. You will have an exchange. For the entire time you are together. Every time you're together, it's going to go a certain way. And there's just that, that's just how it's going to be. It will be that way, right? The question is, since it's already going to happen, why wouldn't we center on trying to find a way to make it better? It ain't about them. It's about us. I mean, that's the foolish part about it. We're shooting ourselves in the foot here. I'm like, well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm not talking to you. And of course, the old, I'm not talking to you, and that sheltered anger and crap that we get into now and then. I mean, that doesn't do shit. It's a lot of work. Can you imagine if they were who they were, and you were just 
like starting to figure out who you were and starting to have fun with the shit you need to take care of? Because here's the deal. What usually happens when you get in an argument, usually what happens is, is you're over there going, hey, listen, look what you did. Why'd you do that? Or why didn't you do that? And they're like, well, I'm busy too. Right? You want to make it easy, just start looking at you. Forget about him. Forget about her. Just start looking at you. I mean, are you doing exactly, are you doing what you're expecting your partner to do or you would like your partner to do? Be nicer, be more affectionate. Are you, are you being interesting enough to make that happen? Are you adding to it, making it easier for them to kind of be into you? Chances are you're not. And why not? Why not? Well, that's not, <laughs> that's not how it works. No one's actually sat down and said, hey, listen, how come you're not still having fun together? Oh, what do you mean? Well, I mean, why aren't you dreaming together? Why aren't you talking about what can be and, and picking small things that you can kick ass on? I don't care how old you are. I mean, how old you are or where you're at in life, it feels good to kick some ass. Right? There you were. You used to fight, and you'd get, you couldn't get things resolved. And, and, and she would tell you, she'd tell you, she'd say, Oh, you, when you get drunk, you get mean. You start making those jokes, and I don't like them, and it upsets me. You know, the fix, the solution is, well, I won't get drunk anymore, which you probably shouldn't be doing anyway. I'm not opposed to having a few drinks, but when you get to the point that it's like pushing in on other people, that might be an indicator you need to back off. Just saying. But what would happen if you just told her, well, okay, I won't do that anymore. In fact, my plan is that I'm going to be nicer to you. And I promise, and if you say be nice, then I know I'm being that way I've gotten in the habit of being. How, quick, how quickly do you think that's going to transition into the new normal, right? And, of course, the cool part about it is back to the power of two. When you make your wife or your partner, whoever it is, your husband or wife, feel that way, and they're like, oh, wow, that was nice of him, right? That was nice of him. You know how much easier it is for them to smile when they see you and be excited about your coming in the room? And the way that starts is with you. I don't know if you're picking up on it, but when I'm in my zone, it's because I'm all into me. I'm the best thing ever happened to me. I, people, well, I don't know why he keeps making all that noise, no one's listening. Well, that's not the reason I'm doing it. That's a bonus. If you're interested in some of it, I guarantee it works. But the, the primary reason I'm out here is so that I don't fall off the tracks myself. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a lot of bear traps out there. A lot of ways to screw a relationship up, right? I say, oh, there's always, oh, look at her. You know, the funny part about it is, if you really think about it, if you or you've ever been involved in a divorce or a breakup, funny about it is you, you put a lot of money into saying, oh, you know, we're not going to, we're going to till death do us part. $85,000, $35,000, you over there made a big show of it. And within five years, there you are, all broke up and $35,000 poor. And, of course, you're going to get into another relationship, and because you haven't actually settled down and had a new idea or a good idea about how to be a great partner, you'll get into that relationship, and it'll go something like the other one because the, the issue still exists that we haven't actually mastered it. We just think we have. Here's an idea for you. Why don't we start by harnessing the power of two? You ready? 
How does that work? So I, I suggest if you want to tr make that transition and actually start down that path, the first thing you do is you set yourself up in a really comfortable place. And alcohol may or may not be involved, but to the point that it doesn't, it doesn't create a conflict. And maybe alcohol shouldn't be involved. Maybe I walk in. Hey, let's walk. Let's go for a walk. Let's go to the park. Let's go. And he looks at me. Well, why would you want to go to the park for? Well, what do you go to the park for? That's a dumbass question. You know what he's saying? He said, I don't want to go to the park, but I don't have the courage to tell you I don't want to go to the park. That is the hardest. That's the most difficult step in this whole process is the first one where you say, oh, all right. And, well, the way you do that is you say, hey, listen, make it enticing for your partner. Have the conversation. Hey, listen, I'm thinking about me and I've been kind of lopping it. Take some blame, drag it down a little bit on yourself so that he can feel better or she can feel better. And I'm, I want to be better. I want to be a better person. I want to be better for me. I want to be better for you. So here's the rule. Kindness is the rule. No meanies. All right. You start in a nice, safe place to start. What is he going to say? What's she going to say? Oh, screw you. I don't want to be nice to you. Well, if she says that and, and you linger and you, you you spend a little time working on it you don't necessarily have to just pack your shit and get out of the house i mean well that's it then screw you oh no 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 no. you got a whole nother angle to that why would you want to make yourself all uncomfortable you're still in a relationship so what would you do in that circumstance you say all right all right well then i'm just going to go ahead and rock me and i'm not i'm not talking about going out and doing things that destroy a, a marriage i'm talking about Focusing on you and saying, all right, well, he doesn't want to play. I'm going to play anyway. And all of a sudden, you pick something, and you build a story around it that's got you kind of fired up, kind of connected to what you want, and you do it. And, of course, in, in most situations, not hinting at anything, but in most situations where the relationship is kind of starting to go south, the first place that everybody heads is to the gym. Because let's face it, if you've been in a relationship for five years, you're not nearly as marketable as you might think, right? So everybody goes to the gym and there's some weight loss, right? Do that. Start learning about what you want to do in life and continue to learn about your relationship. There's a reason. I mean, you're 50% of it, so you can probably fix half of it. And the way you do it is you just start becoming a better, more interesting person for you. Start get doing things, and when people talk to you, it's like, oh, you're doing what? Oh, yeah, I do a podcast, and of course I'm writing a book, and I've got some other stuff going on, but... Uh, I woke up, wake up every day, and I try to help people. What would your story be if so, if I were to ask you, "Hey, so what are you working on, and how's the relationship?" You'd say, "What would you say when you think about the place you are right now?" Would you say, "Oh yeah, shit, man." You think it, think about him or her, and your heart kind of just does a shudder because you're like, "Oh, she's so cool. I like my wife. I love my wife, right?" I mean, I don't know if you can if you can't imagine that, that, then that's an indicator that you probably should go ahead and see if you can develop some of that that superpower, that that power times two with the person you share your life. It's pretty friggin' cool. And even the the best part of all is that it's so easy. Now, I'm a I'm a visual person person. And you are too, to a degree, because let's think about it. Every idea that you've ever had in your life was born of an idea. I mean, everything you've had was, it, everything you've ever done in your life was born of an idea. All right. So keeping that in mind, even the bad things, the bad choices you made started out as simply an idea in your head. And then, of course, the reason that it was followed through on was because you could see the outcome. 
And there came a point in that arc between what you're thinking about and your, the story about how amazing or the driving force behind it happening becomes greater. You'll move toward it. That's just the way it is. Bringing this story back around to the power of two, if you were to start talking every morning and to make wake up every morning, you'd give your, your partner a kiss or a, a kiss and tell her or him good morning and then say eyeball to eyeball, point your eyes and then flick your fingers around and empower of two. And then you hold up your end of the bargain. You think about, okay, what does power of two mean to me? Well, it means helping out. It means getting shit done. So she has free time. So I have free time. So we can stop arguing about who needs to do what and what doesn't get done, right? Just go for it, right? And it might go well. It might go well. You might see him bucking a little bit. Of course, there's a lot of selfishness involved, right? But eventually, you start, you talk about it. A power of two, baby. What are you going to do this morning? I'm gonna, I'll get the dishes all done, get the kids fed. If you want to take care of the vacuum and maybe throw the laundry in, right? I mean, and it's easy as hell, right? I get up in the morning, and I do the, I do the, I take my shower, and then I throw my clothes in, and I get the laundry started. Why do you suppose that is? Well, power of two. Power of two. I ask my wife every day, what's your agenda? Because I want to make sure that the things I do fit. We're a great team. We come, we, we, problems, we, problems quickly turn into challenges, right? Struggles quickly turn into challenges when you're working like that. Then it comes down to getting to know each other. You want to know the best thing you can do to get connected enough to start talking about the power of two? Uh, this is important. And this isn't just about getting the power of two connected. This is just about the, the whole plan in general. Because let's face it, unless you're planning on getting rid of your partner, you might want to include them in the plan. You might want to start talking to them about what you're thinking. Because if you do that, then there's a good chance you can kind of coordinate it in a direction where both of you are going, hell yeah, that's pretty cool. Of course, that's unimaginable, right? When's the last time you walked with your partner? Just walk. Just walk, no phone, none of that shit. You're not that important. Just walking around a lake, walking down a trail. You want to get to know someone, walk with them, because the only thing you can do is talk. And the other thing you'll do a lot of is listen. And then, but what happens is, once you get to know them and you get past all the, all the bumps that have developed over time, You'll begin to look at them and you'll see a different person there. You'll see the person that's beyond all the damage and all the issues that have grown between you, right? I remember walking down the trail and I'm looking at my wife and she's talking and it's like I've, it's like seeing her for the first time. This beautiful woman just so full of energy and life. And it just warms my heart to even say those words. And that's when you get excited. That's when it gets exciting, right? I mean, when you look at someone, you're like, what? Just, and they say, what the hell? Are you, why are you looking at me so funny? And, it, you, and you can't explain it. I can't explain. Just it's almost like it, it's beyond explanation how it feels to when you fall into that moment where you're looking at the person you share your life with and you just lose track of all the rest of the world. I mean, that's the power of two. That's the power of two. Now, if I've made it sound easy, it's not. It's not. And why do you suppose that is? Well, I, I'm speculating here, and of course, I don't have a doctorate. I don't know nothing about anything. 
but but I think that our innate our our, our predestined attitude towards ourselves in relation to other people is to be selfish i mean you are selfish we are designed to be selfish for a reason it's partly a survival skill you know, over there and there's a pile of meat and you're trying to get you getting getting yours that's what we do every day you you go to work you show up you sell that time and you get yours right and no one's ta- you know that's what you do right that's that's your right that's what you've created right well when you get in a relationship that doesn't just magically go away with the kiss. I mean, you're over there getting married, and then the, the, and it's just all of a sudden, it's like, man, I kissed you, and it was crazy. I'm just all about you now. Like everything else in life that anyone becomes good at, it happens to come down to learning how to be good at setting that aside and finding a really great story, a great reason why you want to do that. If you could imagine anything that would make you want to stop thinking about yourself and start loving your partner and thinking about what you can do for them, and it pretty much all the time. I mean, you're doing your thing. When you're, I'm in my zone right now. No one's bothering me. I'm not working for anybody but me right now. But when I have the opportunity to help my wife out, that's what I do because it feels good to her. And that's kind of what this whole thing is supposed to be about. It's a, it's a plan to help us survive. You know, you're a lot safer with two people than one, right? You're a lot more powerful with two people than one. And in order for you to learn how to bring that together and not let yourself get in the way of it, the best way to do it is to start learning something you don't know. I mean, think about all the things, you, all the information you've taken in, how many v- movies you've watched and YouTube videos and TikTok videos, and the, and the list just goes on. But think about how much information you've taken in in your life. Now, I mean, and think about how much of it had to do with your relationship and improving it, and actually to the point that you were able to actually take steps to actually do that. It didn't just go from a, a whim and then disappear. It actually turned into something and because of your you're sitting here now and you're going, oh, yeah, no, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. We're, we've been, been doing it for years. Learn something. The best way to get better at something is to learn something about it you don't know. Maybe you're not as good at it as you think. Is she crying a lot? Are you fighting a lot? Are you struggling with money? Are you struggling to keep your life organized? You've got all kinds of crap everywhere because... That's definitely an indicator of your level of function, your level of operation as a team, right? If your house is in disarray, there's two people in, on that team that suck at the idea of, of the American dream, right? It, because it shouldn't. Because what happens when we choose things that we are inspired by? A guy doesn't leave his fancy-ass Corvette that he's in love with out in the hail. Oh, he's got a nice garage, heated, climate-controlled. If your life is in disarray as a, as a couple, whether it's your relationship or your physical life, that's an indicator you're probably not really that good at the job you're trying to do. The ticket here is to accept it and say, all right, yeah, yeah, I'm not good at it, but I'm going to work at it. Hey, honey, you know what? I think I'm looking around. I think we suck at this partner thing, this, at this, at this sharing life thing, at this couples thing. I mean, that's where, I I don't know if that's where it starts, right? I mean, I've done it with a lot of things. There are times I get on here and I think, I tell my wife after, you know, I really suck at that. (laughs) I'm doing something about it, right? I'm trying to get better at it. What about you? What about your partner? Are Are you working towards becoming better partners and becoming better team players? Hey, you, this is the, let's look at the assignments for the day. All right, let's do this, right? 
I guarantee you, between that and walking, you'll wake up here real soon. You'll be like, damn. Hey, what's next? Let's go ahead and clean up the house. All right, let's get it done. Hey, you know, we got all this time on Saturday and Sunday now because we work so good together and we're so conscientious. Hey, listen, how about we do this? Let's add something to our life. Let's go get us a jet ski or or, uh, or let's go start. Let's take up hiking. You want us to take up hiking? Yeah, that sounds like cool. That sounds like fun. Yeah, all right, we'll do that then. You're probably fine alone. I mean, there are people who rock it by themselves. Now, I've never been by myself, so I don't know. I do know that being with my wife is one of the reasons I sit where I am right now, not only in the, in this podcast, but in my life. I mean, well, I got to say, I mean, I don't know if you believe me or not. I mean, maybe some don't, but I, we got it going on. And it's because we're, we've been capitalizing on the power of two for a long time. Right? I guarantee it works. Definitely works. Hey, listen, I hope you'll do it. At least think about it. Give it some thought. I'm just one guy trying to change the world. Hope I've done it. Um, if you like what I'm doing, please do me a favor and subscribe, share, like. Give me some love, man. Look at the record. I'm not stopping. I'm just waiting for someone to say, you know what? I think he's got a point there. <laughs> love you guys. Hey, listen, until next time, my name is Chris Hotkez, and this is your best life defined. Have a wonderful day.